This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit jabberjawmedia.com for more shows like this one. Today's show is sponsored by Zip Recruiter. Are you hiring? Do you know where to find the perfect candidate? ZipRecruiter finds candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Right now, listeners can post jobs for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash first. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash first. Today's show is also sponsored by Movement. It's time to step up your watch game with classic designs and quality construction starting at just $95. Right now, our listeners get 15% off their entire order with free shipping and free returns by going to movementwatches.com slash bcpod. That's M-V-M-T watches.com slash bcpod for 15% off your first order. In a world where your best friend is a pastor, but he also is obese, so whenever they do communion, he looks over at his neighbor and says, are you done with that? <laughs> that is messed up. <laughs> My name is Toby Morell. It's the damn news. All right, Toby. Thank hey, you. Hey, man, I just it. want to tell you that one hurt my feelings, man. Oh, that was oh cool. my God. Let me open up hurt. tonight with the uh, the BC Club. The the uh, hell yeah, hey, man. Wait a second, the Matt. Free gift. Matt, did you not did you not hear what I just said? We couldn't Toby, hear you through the feelings. Okay. Anyway, moving on. We have a Christmas present for everybody out there. You may have never. Uh, maybe you've always wanted to join the BC Club, but you've been deterred. Uh, mm. For this reason or that, maybe you're just scared, honestly. Hallelujah. But, or maybe you are just a turd. Maybe you're just maybe a turd. Maybe you weren't deterred. You were just, a, you're a turd. Yeah. <laughs> a good, I mean, if you're a deterred or a turd, you're a turd. But it's December. I turd and, that. And we're feeling nice and we're feeling happy. <laughs> so we're going to let everybody that wants to, that's ever been curious in any way, join the BC Club for free. We're doing that for December here. So go right now to badchristian.com. And Hallelujah. You can just join. You'll get the extra podcast every single week. You get week. an extra one. You get the extra one every week, and we keep that one pretty raw. And then you can join so our raw. Facebook group and see what we're always talking about on there. I think that is is going to be great. So mm-hmm. anybody interested on us, join the BC Club for free this month. We think you'll probably stick around. But if not, no hard feelings. Yeah. And no uh, no credit card or anything. You just go sign up. It's, it's, it's simple. It's so fun. Like I, I Here's the reason why I, I think it's kind of neat. I follow all the BC Club Facebook groups, and there's like a million of them now. It's really cool. Like, the BC Club kind of became its own entity and thing. It's really amazing. Like, there's a BC Beard, and there's a BC Guys Only and Girls Only and BC Keto. Keto Yeah, yeah. all this stuff, which is really neat because it's just people that share some common interests but really are learning from each other. And, And sometimes it gets heated. 
Like in the BC club, oh, yeah. sometimes they start fighting and acting a fool up in that mug. But it's actually really cool because they're just real people. Yeah. And then sometimes they say they're sorry. Sometimes they don't or whatever. But it's just really pretty neat seeing Christians and people trying to wrestle with God, mm-hmm. figure out stuff. So I actually really like the BC club. I, I think it's very fun just to get to be a part of it, even for me. So All right. So Toby's out here. We're in Seattle. The Christmas yeah. party is tomorrow. Mm. Um, Joey's lands tomorrow, and we're going to do the Christmas party. And then we're yep. going to do a Christmas party on Tuesday coming up here um, with you guys all. So you can get that on the website, too. Just sign up for yeah. that. We're going to decorate the studio here, play some stuff from the Christmas party, the musical performances and stuff here in Seattle. Yeah. And we're going to throw our own next Tuesday for all y'all there. So do that. Joey, you're excited about coming out here ready for your trip. I am, man. I definitely am. I like every time it's been a while since Toby and I have seen each other, we take part in some sort of sexual relationship. I love so. having sex with you. That's one thing that a lot of yeah. list, listeners out there, this is a little inside thing on the BC pod. <laughs> Joey and I, when we haven't seen each other, really have sex. <laughs> Yeah. Just one of those. Now, other thing I was going to say, a lot of people don't know this. I'm the one that books all the flights. Joey, I booked your flight, but what I didn't, wasn't able to do, you have to ask for the extra seatbelt thing for your <laughs> seatbelt you, extension. Right. <laughs> you, actually, <laughs> you actually have to ask for that. He, so I'm just letting it. you know, I know you got to fly. Just make sure you ask for it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's get to the news. Yeah, That's what this episode's what about, got? right? Now, here's something I think is interesting. I don't, I mean, it's still president-elect Trump, right? So there's some some stuff going right. on here with not only they're doing some recount stuff, they're trying to do some recount stuff, but there's also people trying to sow doubt in, in the elector, electoral college. Mm-hmm. So this comes from uh, foxnews.com, and I wanted to read this. Amid a rowdy recount push in battleground states, anti-Donald Trump forces are escalating efforts to invalidate his election on another front the Electoral College. The people who technically choose the next president will gather on December 19th to presumably make the result of the November 8th presidential election official. Trump won 306 electoral votes in the election, which is well above the 270 needed to defeat Hillary Clinton. But even as Clinton herself has conceded and joined President Obama in urging a smooth transition of power, a group of electors from Colorado and Washington, Matt, your state, Washington, known as the Hamilton electors, are trying to persuade other electors to unite behind a Republican a Republican alternative to Trump. On Monday, they peeled off one Republican, Chris Suprin, from Texas, and he said that he won't cast his one of his state's uh, 38 electoral votes for Trump because I am here to elect a president and not a king. Suprin previously indicated he would support Trump, but now he says that the president-elect's post-election attacks on the First Amendment, and, you know, I guess he's talking about his tweets and some some of the things he's been doing, as well as the billionaire businessman's continued promotion of his brand and business interests overseas has changed his mind. Now, here's what I want to get into. It seems very strange, first of all, that he won the Electoral, the electoral College to me is a kind of bizarre anyway that it wouldn't just be the popular vote, but I get it. I do understand. I think it makes some sense, but now people are trying to persuade those people to not vote for Trump. And do you, I mean, one, do you think that's right? And two, do you think that there's a chance Trump could, the electoral college could swing and elect somebody else? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, there's a lot going on in this, but one is just so irritatingly obvious that if it like, you don't like the electoral college because 
you didn't like the outcome. Your, your, your candidate didn't win. Right. If it went the other way, you say, and that's why we have the Electoral College to prevent <laughs> so a maniac right. from taking the White House. Is the right. same, what the same hey, person but, said. But in the Democrats' uh, defense, Gore got the popular vote back in the day and, and so now Hillary, Hillary got it. Yeah, yeah, they've been screwed twice on it from their point of view. I understand that. I'm just saying if it went the other way, it w- wouldn't be yeah. into it. But that, here's the other that, thing about That's it. what I hate about this. If the Republicans, uh, like, I, I don't care who you voted for, but if Hillary won and the Republicans were trying to get the Electoral College to change their minds because Hillary's a crook, the liberals would be going no, a, just yeah. crazy. The logic I mean, so of it, it just is, doesn't is matter obscene. which way it goes. People get pissed, and it's there's so much hypocrisy. I just hate it. It's obscene, and it's absurd. And here's the other thing. It's wildly inefficient. So one of the things that bothers me all the time is when people mount crazy battles for stuff that has no chance of mattering. I, I find it so p- wasteful on a pure inefficiency level. Like, this is not going to change. Right. You're making a bunch of noise and looking dumb. And it's not going to matter anyway. It's not like some long shot. I even think that Russell Wilson is crazy because I believe that he believes he can win any football game at any point, and it's not true. And I know it's a good quality in a quarterback, and I know long shots are worth fighting for. And sometimes I just don't even understand that. Like I'm practically and pragmatically, it's like if it doesn't look like it's going to work out, Stop wasting your time and effort is the way I feel about everything. And I feel that way about social issues like let's look at gay marriage, look at pot legalization, look at all these yeah. things. It's kind of obvious when they started outlawing smoking in buildings, it wasn't going to be a battle that was going to go one way later and then maybe back the other. It's just a one-way ticket. And things like this, I don't see why anybody would spend your time or effort on something that is not going to be impactful it's, it is what it is well people are so mad and upset that they just want any chance but th- even what this is saying is all they're hoping for i guess is just to screw trump like they, right. they might they'd still have to vote they're trying to promote or, or persuade these people to uh vote for another republican candidate mm-hmm. now would y'all be that here's what the next question i want to ask would y'all be that upset if it didn't end up being trump like what if it ended up being just some other republican if it like got Kasich crazier or something? I, anytime think shit gets crazier i'm probably a fan of it yeah <laughs> so but, but do you know. think that would actually hurt everything like now that trump has won do you think Maybe. most people do you think majority is like okay he did win so we'll just suck it up like do you think if trump I if they, if the they took it away from trump do you think it would get real crazy uh, yeah but that's the problem that's the, the problem i see with all this is you got to accept what is and then to right. some degree and then i think there's a real chance that I don't know. Like, things are worth fighting for. I understand. I really do understand everybody's point of view. But we're not, it's not just that we're trying to increase civil unrest and that's a good thing. Sometimes it just goes one way and you got to ride it out and you got to see and you got to figure, you got to pick, pick what you're going to fight about and not. But man, make it something where you think maybe there is a possibility of positive change. But some of the stuff is negative, really, like possibly. And here's the other thing I was thinking about politics this week is, here, here's, I always, I don't like politics. I don't care. I don't think it's important to be involved from my point of view. I'm fine with whatever. I know that sounds crazy, but here's what I don't like about politics. If you come to think of it, it's almost purely a reactional, reactive thing. Something happens, people tell you about an issue, and then you just react about it and complain. Like, yeah. It's so far off from, let's say, here's something else, technology. Now, I know I talk about a lot about tech, but if politics are just reactions of humans about humans talking about stuff and it ne- nothing ever really happens anyway, whereas there's other fields where stuff happens. You 
invent stuff. You move forward. It's your idea. It's positive change. You can go make art. You can go do technology. You can do all these things that impact the world. And politics is almost matter-of-factly the discipline of complaining about and talking about stuff that is doesn't matter um, at the last possible moment after the culture's is what it is like it's right are you talking about people that are into politics or the actual politicians i'm saying that most of politics when we say politics is people who are 10 miles down the pipeline talking about what happened that's a huge waste of everybody's time versus let's go invent something let's go create something let's go make something let's do something socially instead we're what happens happens in washington on some crazy level and it's neither here nor there for me i'll do other things or I can sit here and talk about what Bill Clinton did or what Donald Trump might do. It doesn't matter yeah. that much. There's things I can do that matter, and that ain't it. Just jawing back and forth about the politics and the left and the right, almost useless from my point of view. So I, yeah, that's I what I'm that. saying. And then on the other hand— Unless like, you're like Rush Limbaugh making millions of dollars yeah, right. But doing the, it. And there's the other notion, and that is that, that culture sets the tone of what happens in politics, which it does. But here's the other thing about that. It goes the reverse way, too. Where people are at, the politicians are just telling them what they want to hear to get elected anyway. So in every case, you being you, expressing yourself, creating art, making stuff, building technology, investing in stuff, acting with other people socially, that's what the politicians latch onto and go, ooh, I better get a, I better get a piece of that shit. So you being you yeah. and doing your proactive stuff trumps politics in every way all the time. And then if you, or you yeah. sit back and wait till it becomes political, then it's on Fox news. Then you react to it. Then you talk about it. That's a waste of everybody's time entirely. Good Lord. Way. Joey and I get fired up about like the gospel, Matt, <laughs> just about Trump. <laughs> well, hey, let, let me, let me ask y'all this about Trump. Like, I'm not so sure that he, I, I, I think there's a chance that he was a brilliant politician and that's how he got elected. But I think that there is also an outside chance that he did everything apolitically and got elected. And if he was like an upstanding citizen that people respected and uh, people saw as a uniter and not a racist and everything, he'd be like the biggest hero <laughs> he could just be ever right racist. now. People be going, <laughs> no, seriously, think about <laughs> if someone that people racist. respected, you know, stuck their middle finger out of the political system the whole way through and said, I'm right. not bowing down right. to any of your rules. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Well, and that, that almost president. feels like, like Kennedy, be, a young man that everybody thought was just so different and going to bring all this joy. Like that, you're right. I think it was the actual perfect time, though. Listen, you had Obama who changed everything, our first black president, and he, he was about hope and change. And honestly, I, I think he did a pretty good job. I, I know a lot of people Tell disagree what that with me. comedian said. But, about, what about Obama winning? Oh yeah, yeah. We we went when we went. Matt and I went and saw <laughs> the uh, the open mic night. Uh, this awesome comedian got up there and he goes, "It's a uh, black comedian." Yeah, yeah. Here, yeah. And, and he said, uh, "Hey, you know what? It's crazy. Obama, man, he, he made me believe that anybody could be president." And then he just paused and he's like, "But this shit, <laughs> 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 you know, like, like anybody could be president." And Donald Trump proved it. <laughs> Like Obama proved that anybody can be president. <laughs> Not what they had in mind, though. <laughs> and now Obama, I mean, now Obama made it to where anybody can be president, and Trump proved and that point. Trump. It's really crazy. Anyway, we need to move on. Let's pay some bills here for a second. Can we do that, man? Yeah, I want to tell you guys about ZipRecruiter real quick. If you're hiring, uh, I mean, here's the thing. Hiring's the most important thing. The people that are going to be executing your job and right. your work and the thing that you've built 
or even the thing that you're in charge of at all in any capacity, the people downstream from you, I would say you want to get the best people possible. I totally. would say far, farther than that, you want to get people smarter and better than you because they're going to make you look good. It's right. important to find the right people. And ZipRecruiter is the best way to do it. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter. And you can do it all with a single click. You can find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch the qualified candidates roll in to ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. So you don't have to juggle the emails. Um, I'll tell you what, don't bother with the help wanted sign outside of your gas station. You can do better than that. Don't put the help, you know, you work on the 44th floor, then nobody's going to see the help wanted sign anyway. Right. So find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over a million businesses. Get with the times. Uh, right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter.com for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash first. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash first. One more time. You can try it for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash first. Toby, you got another news story for us? Oh, yes, I do. Joey, this comes from Fox News, too, and I thought this story reminded me of you because I've been on tour with you. I've worked at church with you. I've been your friend and lived together, and you have kidney stones. Indian man. Yep. This comes from Fox News. Toby, do you re- Toby, do you realize within a week of you meeting me, I was in the hospital <laughs> with the kidney stone? <laughs> That's wild. Uh, this comes from Fox News. Indian man has nearly 12,000 stones removed from his gallbladder. Oh, good gosh. And I don't even understand the difference in gallbladder, gallstone, and a kidney kidney stone. So I'm going to ask you about that in a minute, Joey. But a 46-year-old Indian man who was suffering from severe stomach pain for over two years had nearly 12,000 stones removed from his gallbladder. Central European News reported Vinod Sharma, who underwent surgery at Sawai Man Singh Hospital in Jaipur. Man, that was a mouthful there. I'm I think I got through that pretty good. On November 23rd, had a previous CT scan, but there were so many stones that it was impossible to see them. In the CT scan report, it was not clearly mentioned that the gallbladder had stones, doctors, the doctor said. Uh, and it was mentioned that there could be po- a possibility of stones. The stones were in such huge quantity that the CT uh, failed to diagnose the problem. Surgeons, now this is what I need help with, Matt laparoscopically laparoscopically removed the nearly black stones which measured between 0.08 inches and 0.13 inches in diameter and sent them away for analysis the coloring may have been due to Sharma's diabetes which doctors also worked to control during the hospital stay the exact number of the stones removed was 11816 <laughs> oh my gosh now that's joey are you? Do you have more than one stone at a time, or is it usually just one, like one single stone? Uh, passing through my system, usually just one. But so, you know, there's been times when uh, an X-ray has showed that there's multiple stones in my kidney, yeah. and they're just ready to drop and cause me anguish and pain and agony. Okay, now also I know gallstones are different, but do you know what causes them? Is there like an actual reason? Gallstones? No, or your Gall kidney stones are stone? both? Do you know? I mean, you know both? Um, well, I mean, gallstones, I think, are typically, like, could be too much cholesterol, um, okay. not enough. What happens to your kidney like, stones? I mean, kidney stones, you can be, like, predisposed genetically. Um, I-, I think 
like, excess it's not of like, calcium. Uh, some people say, yeah, like, calcium. Like, it, it, it's not because you drank too much milk. It's just your body. I mean, there, there could be, but it, it's cal- some people build up a lot of calcium and they don't flush it out as well. I mean, so it can be like excess of, of stuff. Like, I mean, the people have even said like an excess of certain medications or vitamin C. I mean, how many times have you peed um, blood? Have I what? Peed blood. <laughs> <laughs> like almost, almost every time I've had a kidney stone. Oh do you my God. We were, do you remember when we were in the emergency room? Yeah. And I was so messed up. I came out of the bathroom. I said, Matt, <laughs> uh, I think, I think I like peed like guts or something <laughs> like that. And Matt was like, oh, let, you know, don't flush it. And I yeah. already flushed it. But you guys were, right. that was so funny because you guys were saying, Joey, please just start screaming. Like, start screaming yeah. and you'll get attention right away. Well, we were I just in the way, we were in, I knew you were all right. We'd but. just done a living room show. And then Joey was just in obvious agony. So we took him to the emergency room. The first place we went to was in Atlanta. And the first one we went to, it was like they had no no possible way they gave a shit about you or your pain or anything. And there was so many people in there and it was just so obvious. And Toby was telling him like, Joe, Hey, Joey, start screaming your head off. Like if yeah. you like fall, jump out of your seat, lay on the floor and start screaming, they'll take you back. I know they will. <laughs> <laughs> and we wound up, and we wound up just leaving there and driving to another one, 20 minutes away that, cause I called, I called him and said, and said, how many people are in your waiting room? There's way less. They were like, Oh, it's like five people. And I was like, okay. Then we got, we just left and went to the other yeah. place out in Marietta yeah. or wherever it was. And it was horrific seeing you in so much agony. Like I just thought that, like you could not get comfortable or pain free. And that was like just awful seeing that. Like there was no relief until finally, right. we, we, you know, we got to the emergency room where they took you back and gave you some real pain medication. But I mean, seriously, like without the pain medication, I just don't even know. Like it, that almost seemed like it would drive you insane. Like the pain was just Dude, unreal. Bit, and you've experienced the, that the bit, once a year for your whole life. I mean, no, not that kind of pain. No, dude, there's sometimes now where I, I'll pass a kidney stone and I won't even have to take anything. It just, just piss rocks. So there you go. Yeah. No, but seriously, the biggest miracle out of that whole night is that is the first time that I've ever gone to the emergency room and they did no x-ray and gave me pain medication. Because you have to realize that there's very smart junkies that they know that kidney stone is a low-hanging fruit. Like, go to the emergency room, act like you have a kidney stone, and maybe they'll give you drugs. And so, it doesn't matter how much pain I've been in. I've been puking I've been in so much pain. They will make you sit there and wait for the x-ray, get the x-ray, get the results, and then they'll give you the pain medication. This lady, I guess she could just tell that I wasn't a liar. Yeah. And she could just she saw your adult size really penis pain. and she knew. Right? <laughs> oh, there you go. All right. And I, yeah, yeah, but gallstones are a bit different than kidney stones, I think, in that they don't... I don't know much about them. A gallstone doesn't... Well, okay, here's probably the biggest difference. You don't pass a gallstone. It's just there. I mean, you get yeah. taken out. Right. But kidney stones are just crazy because they have to yeah, pass you through your urethra right. to out. You know, gallstones aren't headed out your urethra ultimately. This is probably different. <sighs> Gosh. Anyway. All right. That's enough of that. All right. Let's, uh, let's pay some more bills here. Movement Watches, MBMT, pronounced movement, was founded on the belief that style shouldn't break the bank. The watchmaker's goal is to change the way that consumers think about fashion by offering high-quality, minimalist products at revolutionary prices. 
Now listen to me. With over 500,000 watches sold to customers in 160 plus countries around the world, Movement Watches has solidified itself as the world's fastest growing watch. Now, mm-hmm. I don't even know if I'm supposed to say this or not, but Movement Watches, I think, got me laid with my wife. <laughs> it was tell. Okay. So I got my Movement Watch, and I'm, I'm not the best at fashion or whatever. I, I, I like what I like, and I... I, I Maybe I'm even a decent-looking guy. I'm not going to toot my own horn. But I remember I put on my watch, and uh, we went out for the, the night, like on a date night. And she was like, man, that looks great. You don't, you know, it's really cool. You've always had ugly watches or watches that don't matter or whatever. And she said, that really looks good. And I was like, oh, well, thanks. And it kind of, like, turned my wife on that I looked classy for a change. <laughs> I mean, my wife thought, hey, this is a, hey, all right. I married a guy that looks pretty good. I thought it was pretty cool. And, and you know, I, I, I can one thing led to another total package. Cause if you were naked with just your watch on, it would not have been a turn on. So there, it was no, more, I wore you, it. you had good clothes. I, just, on I, 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 I don't know if movement night. cares, but I wore it. That happened. I did not. <laughs> I took everything off, but my movement watch. Cause I was like, I'm not messing this up. They anyway, are classy, man. So holiday shopping can be tough, but thanks to movement watches, all that gift-giving anxiety can disappear with the press of a button. These watches make the perfect purchase for just about anyone in your life, guy or girl. And remember, they start at only $95. You've heard me, you've heard Matt, you've heard Joey talk about movement watches, and I'm sure that you got yourself one. Now, let's finish your holiday shopping and get a movement watch for someone else on your list. The holiday shopping season is here with movement and you can skip the crowds and standing in all those stupid, crazy lines at the mall or wherever you go and find a gift that they'll love. So here you go. Get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going. Let me say that again. Free shipping and free returns. You can't make a mistake with movement watches. You won't anyway, but I mean, even if whatever happens, you can have a free return too. My goal by going to movementwatches.com slash B. C pod. This watch has really, uh, really clean designs. Seriously. They, you know, I've been getting compliments on my watches. You're going to get compliments on your watches. So right now go to M B M T watches.com slash BC pod. Get that 15% off right now. It's amazing. Do it. Absolutely. And and you know what else? While I'm at it, can we, can I just talk about Zebit real quickly? Let's do Zebit. Yeah. I, I, love the Zebit app. It is so cool. So funny. You know, zero is a, I mean, so, so amazing. It's funny how things are getting easier and easier with technology and all these different apps and all these different services. It's so cool. Zebit is one of those. Zero is a funny number. It's the the only thing worse than receiving zero presents over the holiday season is having zero dollars to buy gifts for your loved ones. But what if I told you right now that you could buy what you need and pay for it over time with zero interest, zero credit check, zero fees, and zero cost to, to join. Suddenly, zero sounds a heck of a lot that's better. Right. And that's why I want to tell you about Zebit. At Zebit.com, you can shop millions of products and pay overtime interest-free. And Zebit has a ton of great sell- stuff, everything from Xboxes to toys to iPads to GoPros. And, and here's what I want to tell you. With the holiday season coming, with Christmas coming, Zebit is awesome. We, Jess and I were able to buy some things through Zebit. And as you guys know, right now, my income comes from all different places. So there's money might be coming today, but there might be my next paycheck might be coming a month from now. Zebit makes it so easy for me to make purchase. 
purchases and to pay over time. What'd That's what I love. What did you get on Zebit? Uh, well, I actually bought something for myself. I bought some some uh, Bluetooth headphones, and then we got a couple of presents for the kids so that we didn't have to pay it all at once. And that, that's what's so cool. There really is no interest. There's nothing bad. Like You you get to pay over time. At Zebit, buy what you need and pay over time. That's their deal. So spread some cheer this holiday season with zero interest, zero fees, zero credit check. Get your gifts on Zebit.com. That's Z-E-B-I-T dot com slash B-C. That's Zebit.com slash B-C. And go there right now, free to join all these zeros that make it so easy to buy great Christmas presents. Do it today, right now. Right now. Toby, that's great. Yep. Um, Let's do another news story. Okay. I'm having a good time. Now, this one was interesting to me. It comes from the Washington Post. And I've been, you know what? It's really funny. Y'all always make fun of me of like Fox News or Huffington Post or Yahoo, right, for news. The Washington Post has got my attention. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's a credible site. I I know. uh, But but they've been been really providing me a lot of good news lately. And uh, this is one of the stories. Woman impersonates ex-boyfriend on Facebook and nearly wrecks his life. Okay. His arrest must have come as a surprise. The first one, anyhow, police told him that he stalked his ex-girlfriend, Stephanie Lawson, who was 25. They told him he violated a restraining order she had taken out against him. They told him he threatened to kill her. They told him he did this all via Facebook. From September to December 2015, Tyler Best was arrested four times, all stemming from these claims, the Orange County Register reported, that he was charged with multiple felonies, according to the news uh, released from the Orange County District Attorney's Office, which must have been confusing given that Parker Vest didn't do any of it. Then it must have been frightening when his bail was raised to $200,000 last December, and to pay it, his grandparents had to offer their home in Irvine, California as collateral. Finally, police caught on. From the beginning, Lawson had been alerting police to Parker Vest's crimes. This is, so his girlfriend had been alerting them that he had been committing these supposed crimes. She filed eight police reports against him, claiming that he would drive by her home and that he had threatened to kill not only her, but her young daughter as well. Lawson alleged that the threats came from a Facebook account named Tyler Parker. Eventually, police discovered that the account didn't belong to him, although it bore his likeness. Lawson, the female, had created it in a mostly successful attempt to frame her former boyfriend. All right, and I can keep reading, but I'm going to stop right there. She used a fake Facebook account to basically get him in trouble up to $200,000 bail. And it worked. worked, Right. Even if he wasn't ultimately convicted, can you imagine having to go through the ringer like that? And so that brings up the thing about, because like I guess that's identity theft. When you think about identity theft, you think, because it costs me money. Right. I got to do paperwork, all this shit. But you don't think somebody's going to steal your identity and then you go to jail. Yeah. Well, totally. <laughs> I know. I mean, you, you think, oh, man, my $1,000 got spent. Oh, no, I got to work all right. this out. No, I, here's, I'm, in I'm, I'm in jail for the rest of my life. <laughs> oh, I mean, just to go That's and crazy. build, you know, even if it's going to get out worked out eventually, that, I mean, that, that doesn't work out good. Like, wh- how long are you okay with going to jail and, having your grandparents bail you out. I mean, eventually you'll be exonerated, but right. So well, what? <laughs> but the other thing is for a little while, if that no, works, nobody believed this guy. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, cause the cops Serious. came and arrested him. I mean, I mean, 
If somebody came and arrested me right now, y'all go, well, I think Toby's right, but I mean, there might be But if something. they showed me your Facebook, like you had done some bad right. shit, I'd be like, well, damn, Toby. <laughs> and and seven, he got arrested seven more times. He got arrested eight times total. I mean, it's just insane. Well, that's a, it's a product of our identity. Okay, so that would have meant nothing in much of the past, but right. if our identities become more and more digital, like people get fired for what they do on Facebook, right? right. People, your, your boss can look right. at it. Like it can you can matter. find it. It's public record. Yeah, it's yeah. not something that could have mattered. Your, your digital identity didn't exist at some point and yeah. then it didn't mean anything at some point. Right. So the trend here is your digital identity, it becomes more and more consequential. So yeah. there's good things about what all we can do online, but you know, at some point you, you can ruin somebody's whole life digitally. Yeah. Like you remember when you were thinking about the internet, like, what when you were thinking about the internet like what what can you do with it well i guess i can pay a bill and in the late 90s like i guess i could get my movie ticket early yeah. like and and then you're trying to think really far down the road eventually of the stuff that we could do that's awesome with the internet but now digital and internet it could be your undoing could happen there right like you think well how could something happen right. like how could my dad understand something happens on this computer could make him go to jail right even if he doesn't have a Facebook account or know what it is. Right. There's something that other people can do on this computer and their phone that can send him to jail. Right. Uh, well, Crazy. Well, I also thought, with that, when I thought about this, I was like, well, why wouldn't I create four or five fake accounts to make it look like, yeah, I didn't do anything. And then I could maybe oh, actually so get, get away. Yeah, I could actually. Digital alibis. And right. Stuff, yeah. I, I said, somebody created this. I didn't steal the diamond. You know what I mean? But maybe I, you, I mean, you could really get away with it. Now, it's really funny with this. Uh, one of the things that I guess struck me here is Matt and I went and saw this last week, um, the stand-up comedy. And then I, I just remember Joe Rogan talking about comics stealing other people's material. And so Matt and I had a conversation about th there's a thing where comics will steal other people's material and claim it as their own. So that I did this joke in 2000, you know, 10 and then in 2012 somebody else did it and they stole my bit, right? And it's a big it's a big thing. Now also, I'm in the music industry and there's people that try to copy or rip or take off, you know, your your style or whatever. I mean, that's always it seems like that's been the case for a long time. I'm wondering more and more if like what what is that is that going to just be the norm now? Like, are you going to be able to stop anybody from stealing your identity or doing that? Like, I mean, are you going to believe anything in the future? Like, there's fake news yeah. now. There's all kinds That's of stuff. Like, I mean, is there anything that you're going to, like, are you going to read in the future? Think, think 10, 15, 20 years from now, Facebook's still around. Are you just going to go, yeah, this could be Joey Svensson's Facebook or it might not. Just Is everything with a grain of salt? Are you going to believe anything on the internet? In the future, is it all just a, an ad or a scam or something like that? Or is that where we're headed? That's interesting. I mean, I think I think once it gets it starts to get out of hand, you're going to be your your skepticism is going to increase too. So I yeah. think it's kind of going to work itself out a little bit. Does that make yeah, well, sense? Yeah. Well, because like you know, we can do those crazy things where you can use Adobe After Effects and and right. and manipulate a video down to where it's just insane. Right. And so you used to would look at a video and you would say, well, there it is. I saw it on video. Yeah. So it's, uh, that proves it. And now you're going to be, here's a video of Joey killing somebody. And you go, so how do I, why would I think that's true? Man, that's not real. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like a, a 10 years ago, uh, if you see a video of Joey killing somebody, you're convicted. But yeah. in 10 more years from now, it's like, 
yeah, watch. I'll make a video of him raping somebody. Watch right. this. It doesn't matter. You could how how successful could someone be to steal the identity of a deceased person and get advantages from that? Very. It's easy. Oh, people do that all the time. time. I mean, people. I mean, people could take your mama jeans identity right now and just go. People do that and like buy, make purchases, or get a social security number and or a passport or something, and leave the country or whatever. Like that. That all that stuff's. That stuff's been available for a long time. Now it's just getting easier and easier. But it's interesting. I'm wondering the the ultimate goal here hmm. is is this going to push everybody off the internet? Like is social media imploding on itself because you're going so per, fake? Here's a good question: What percentage of your total actual identity is digital? I mean, like I have a like. There's people now a lot. I'm, I'm serious because there's right. people that I know from high school. I haven't seen them since they were right. 18 years old. And I know a lot about them now. And the only thing I know about them is digital. Right. So I would say there's certain people in my life that what I know about them is 80% digital, like right. overall. And th- thus, to like, I feel like an analog person. I really do. I feel like I'm a real person. Now, I have a, some digital representations, but there's a lot of people out there that know me only digitally. Right. They know me through the podcast and they follow me on Facebook. Never. Right. Ta- I've never talked to them. Totally. I'm, I'm a 100% digital person. Wow, that's a crazy to, to a lot of people in the yeah, world, and even wild. even a regular person, your aunt or somebody's on Facebook, she may be fifty fifty, maybe fifty yeah. percent of the things that people know and interact about her are digital. Yeah, and the digital things are totally manipulatable. No, that is so crazy. You say that because you're exactly right. Like all my high school friends that I have not talked to in at least twenty years, but I've been following them on Facebook for say for the last three or four years, yeah. right? So digitally. I found out, oh, well, they're doing pretty good. That's a, oh, no, his wife lost her job. Uh, and so I actually am having real emotion on something that's a digital a, a piece of digital information. I mean, what I'm, my that point could be is, whatever. My point is how hard would it really be to synthesize a whole narrative about a person that oh. does has never been on Facebook that went to your high school? It wouldn't good be that Lord, hard. Lord, you're right. Like, it's just right. a few pictures and a, t- a simple uh, feed. Right. Like it's like a certain amount of text and a few pictures and that could synthesize a whole narrative about somebody that you haven't seen in 20 years that you believe 100% with no doubt. It wouldn't be that hard to synthesize should somebody want to synthesize that Katie Smith is now living in London and divorced twice. That would be right. very easy right. to spin to you if should somebody want to do so. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Uh, Joey, let's pay the bills one last time if you don't mind. All right, guys, our next sponsor, I am so excited. I've been hearing about Sherry's Berries for years and years, and I just love them. I love it when my family gets them. I enjoy them. I love chocolate-covered strawberries, and Sherry's Berries really are the best. And this is the season of sharing. So no matter who you're shopping for, Sherry's Berries is one is the one-stop shop for everyone on your list. You don't have to battle through the crowds to get that perfect gift because Sherry's has it for you. You can shop with the convenience right from your home. So listen to this offer right now. This is so awesome. Freshly dipped strawberries from Sherry's Berries starting at just $19.99. That's over a 30% savings or double the berries for just $10 more. You just need our code to take advantage of this deal. And that's bad Christian. And there's a space between the word bad, leave a little space, Christian right there. I'm telling you, these berries, when they came to my house, I got some just here the last two weeks, 
And I just couldn't tell you how happy I was sitting there knowing that after dinner I was going to open up that box and there was just all these different berries just covered in delicious chocolate. They look amazing, too. I mean, that's what's so cool. I I could never make a strawberry chocolate-covered strawberry or anything chocolate-covered for that matter. And to get such high-quality, gigantic strawberries just delivered to my house, my whole family, we had... I guess we had the box for two days and they were gone because we just couldn't stop eating them. They're just decadent, fresh, juicy, sweet, and shareable. I love it. So let me tell you that one more time. Freshly dipped strawberries from Sherry's Berries starting at just $19.99. That's over a 30% savings or double the berries for just $10 more. You just need to use our code Bad. Christian when you check out. It's so good. So visit berries.com and I'm going to spell that for you. B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. Click on the microphone in the top right hand corner and type in bad Christian. Sherry's Berries has something for everyone and every taste. Go to berries.com. That's B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. It helps us definitely do that. If you love the Bad Christian Podcast, shop at Sherry's. They're great. Go to berries.com. Click on the microphone and type in bad Christian, order them today. All right, I got one more for you guys. And now this isn't, I guess this isn't necessarily news, but I just wanted to do this. So <laughs> this last few weeks, uh, Ruby's, she's in the first grade and she's been doing spelling tests. And it's been really pissing me off because spelling tests are super hard. Like I, I think it's almost rotten that we give spelling tests to these little kids and give them spelling tests with the English language. Like one of the words on our spelling test was sent. How do you spell sent, Joey? S-E-N-T. No, C-E-N-T, because you was talking about money. It wasn't oh talking about being sent. And I was like, damn it. So I have to tell her, no, the sent, like change, like a penny is one cent. Uh, but yeah. also you can't, and I have to clarify, That's also awful. you could say sent, like I sent you to the store, which is S-E-N-T, and it sounds exactly the same, and it is exactly so the same. So you have to tell your yeah. daughter, you have to bring her into the reality where you look at her in the eye and say, okay. Right. I know you learned <laughs> the letter S, the letter E, N, and T. I know you put right. that together, and I know that that's amazing that you figured that out, but no matter what, you are wrong right now. Right. right. So totally I'm sorry wrong. to tell you, you no. are wrong. Right. Anyway, now let yeah. me tell you about the more complicated shit of it, life. It, now, how about this? How do you spell the word through? Joey, take a guess at how you spell the word through. I mean, obviously, we know where you're going with this. There's two different ways. I'll spell it T-H-R-E-W. Nope. T-H-R-O-U-G-A. I was going to say T-H-R-U. Yeah. What I use. <laughs> yeah. I- <laughs> no. There's three di- I mean, it's just insane. So it bothers me. So I took it. Did one- y'all know there's more exception to the rules than there are uh, applicable it's, to the rules? Oh, my God. It's, it, it's, it's, just, it's just bizarre. And. It makes me feel so bad because apparently because America's done so well that now English is the way. Yeah, you know sad. what I mean? It's going to be, it might even eventually be the most language or the biggest language, most spoken language or learned language. But it's just so frustrating that it's so bizarre and strange. And then I really get mad at the, you know, the grammar Nazi people that just, you know, you didn't say, you said <laughs> Y-O-U-R, not Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. You know, those people bother me. So, um. I wanted to do a little bit of a, a language lesson here, and this comes from List First, and it's 10 offensive English words with hazy origins. I was like, you know what? I love using profanity. Profanity words are always the best. <laughs> They're the best words in the world. So I might do this a few times, but I'm just going to explain a little bit of history on a certain word, and the word I'm choosing this week from List First is cock. 
Okay. The word cock has All had right. many meanings over the centuries, usually having nothing to do with male adult-sized genitalia. This is still seen in words like cocktail, peacock, cockroach, and half-cocked. The word comes from Old English and has been used to refer to roosters since at least the ninth century. Ninth century, that's crazy. Probably derived from the sound of the bird itself. It has cognates uh, in the Old French uh, and Old Norse. Prior to the 15th century, it was applied to personal names as a cute diminutive. Echoes of which can be seen in surnames like Wilcox or Hitchcock. It only took an offensive meaning of penis sometime in the 17th century, though there may be a relation to an obscure synonym for penis used in the northern English between the 14th and 17th century called pilk, pillicock. One possible reason <laughs> for the change of meaning is that when a rooster becomes angry or excited, the wattles and comb of the head of its head or neck fill with blood and swell, just as a man's penis does when aroused, right? Another more uh, prosaic explanation is that the cock was also used to refer to the spouts on barrels of beer and wine, which are dispensers of liquids like the male penis. Analogies to rooster behavior are also an explanation for expressions like cock your head or cock a gun. The penis, <laughs> the penis meaning of cock later led to embarrassed linguistic chicanery uh, or chicanery, including an attempt to rename the American woodcock as a timber doodle because there was a bird, I guess, named woodcock and people felt so interesting or so worried about it. They changed it to timber doodle or wanted to. Interestingly, in the Mississippi Delta until the mid 20th century, the word cock generally referred to the female genitalia occasionally causing awkward misinterpretations by confused white northerners. A penis was occasionally referred to as a cock opener. The same phenomenon <laughs> occurs with nut, which generally, generally refers to a testicle, but in the delta, it usually referred to the clitoris or an orgasm explaining the modern expression, bust a nut. Wow. So that's a little bit of... I just wanted to give a little explanation on curse words because the English... Language is so screwed up, it's so messed up that I want to know the words that are most important, where they came from, and that's what I said. That's why I wanted to read that. And cock is a big one. Do y'all say cock, or do y'all say like no. if you if you're gonna if you're gonna say something about the male genitalia, what word is your go to word? I like dick. I don't say cock at all. Like I mean, I you know, I, I like you I don't, don't like the word. I'm no stranger to language, but it just it doesn't seem to benefit me at all. Like I don't refer to myself that way. I don't talk to my wife, and you, it, it just seems okay. like I, like to me that it, to me it, that one feels <laughs> pretty like uh I, I don't see any great yeah. use for it. Yeah, Joey, you only say tallywhacker, right? Huh? You only use the word tallywhacker. <laughs> I say prick. Prick. Yeah, what? What? Joe, what, you, what? What is your go-to word for the male genitalia? Whether you're talking to, you know, friends, family, whatever. I like Johnson. Uh, a lot. John, uh, big Johnson. Penis, just Johnson. Penis. But John I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell y'all something that is highly embarrassing. But so my parents, they just, they really felt like they needed to give us like a, a nickname, and I think they even researched it and had Christian books and all this <laughs> stuff. And so my brother and I. We called it a toot toot. <laughs> Golly. You call the penis a toot toot? Toot toot. We call yep. we call I mean, them goobers. Do you ever call your wiener a goober? Like call, goober? Yeah, I always called our wiener. Man, there must be so my brother and I called our wieners goobers. For like sure, goober. for the longest time. I've heard hoot I've heard hooter. 
I've heard tallywhacker. I've heard like my grandpa, he called it a prick. <laughs> He's, he taught my dad to call it a prick too. It's, I've used, yeah, I, I go to, uh, my go-tos are like schlong. Dong, I might say dong. dong, schlong, penis. Johnson. Yeah, Johnson. I like wiener. Tallywhacker. I like wiener. I, that's Goober. what I call PP. Yeah, I love it. Uh, the the yeah, creator. I, <laughs> <laughs> the creator. <laughs> All right, that's the damn news. <laughs> Thank you so much. See you guys later. You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com. Shh.